You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez-Clary, sponsored by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back in. Happy Hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sandert, Enrique Alvarez-Clary with you as usual. 402-464-5685, the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line. Continuing this conversation here, over the break, me and Rico were kind of talking, and, and there was a couple texts in here on the text line. Gus says this, if Nebraska has all these offensive weapons, I'd only like to see the quarterback run when the pocket breaks down and a two-yard scramble will get the first down. Leave the running to Grant and Yant. Nice rhyme. Uh, Ryan from Nashville add this. It all needs to change or we won't change that much. We aren't getting the players to make Scott Frost's vision work. He needs to hand the keys off and let's take a chance with Whipple calling the shots. We need to play more like Wisconsin. They are so desperate to keep the athletic running quarterbacks. Eric Crouch is my all-time favorite player, so I completely understand that because that's what I wanted for so long for us. Another Eric Crouch or Taylor Martinez. But really, we may be better off playing it safe like Pittsburgh or Wisconsin by running a basic pro-style offense. That, here, leads, is... that leads to my next point here. Sorry, go ahead, Rico. Okay, I was going to say, here's Kenny Pickett's senior year, his rushing stats. 97 attempts for 241 yards and five touchdowns. And you have to remember, sacks are not taken out of that. No. So... With that in mind, now he didn't get sacked nearly the amount of no. Nebraska's quarterbacks But again, n- 97 seems yeah. like a lot, but if you compare it to Adrian Martinez's like 140 or however many yeah. rushing Every attempts year. he had, like that 97 for 241 and five touchdowns, 2.5 average, like I would, t- I would, I would, I would take that if the passing numbers are there. Here, I will also add this. In my opinion, we're always talking right now, especially with Mark Whipple and, and getting the job, we're always talking about how – Mark Whipple's offense looked last year at Pittsburgh. And, and you have to remember, and, and people said on the text line here, one of the unnamed texters said this, I think Whipple's going to see that we don't have the receivers to do this pro-style thing like he did in Pittsburgh. Now, how I'm I'm comfortable with the wide receiver room, I think a lot of people are, and I'm I'm getting comfortable with the running backs personally. However, Slowly but surely. we can't expect Casey Thompson to be Kenny Pickett. No, that's that's unfair I, expectations. I, I think that's unfair expectations. Yes. And and to be to be fair, I don't think Nebraska needs Casey Thompson to be like Kenny Pickett to get eight or nine wins. I, I truly don't. Why? Because the schedule's easy. The Big Ten West may be the easiest division in all of Power Five football. And no, one of those ACC. You're not. You're not dropping. Bad. You're not. Dro- you're not. You're not forced to score forty-five or fifty points a game like Wake Forest, Pittsburgh, that North Carolina. True. were scoring last year. You can score thirty points, twenty-eight points, and you can win a game by ten or twelve points in the Big Ten West or in the Big Ten just in general. You don't need to be a top ten offense no. to win the Big Ten West. No, and that's why Wisconsin and Iowa and and Purdue some year. Purdue was Minnesota, a nine-win team. Northwestern. Minnesota. That's why they they find success is because they do all the little things correct, like being disciplined with no penalties, um, no turn limiting turnovers, and doing the job on defense while doing a, at least a mediocre job and moving the football a little bit. They on have their bre- they have their bread and butter plays that they run on offense that they know are going to get them you know positive yardage, uh-huh. whether it be five, ten, three yards. Like they yeah. they know what they're going to run. They uh, 
word of the year, word of many years, they have an identity. Mm-hmm. They know what they need to do, and they do it at a high level. Whereas Nebraska has and, has switched identities multiple times. And that makes me that makes me wonder, like when when Scott Frost and I truly don't know the answer to this. When Scott Frost and whether it was Scott Frost and Troy Walters or Scott Frost and Matt Lubick or now Scott Frost and and Mark Whipple, when there's multiple bodies trying to run and orchestrate an offense and you're doing it mid game and trying to make adjustments mid game, I don't know how much you can stay or, or be on the same page. I, I truly don't, and, and maybe part of that is because th- that might be a question for VJ tomorrow or, or for Jay in the morning. Like, how can you how how well can you be on the same page when in this article you remember uh, the Nick the the are the writer Nick Baumgartner said something along the lines of Scott Frost needs to allow Mark Whipple to coordinate the offense instead of interjecting when panic strikes or something to those lines. And with that in mind, like when, when panic sets in like this, it has many times with this staff in recent years. I don't know how how well you can be on the same page in the middle of a game when the when the head coach just goes, listen, I'm taking control in the middle of the third quarter. Mm-hmm. And the offensive coordinator can look up and you're down by 10. Is that really the time for panic? Because it has been in years past. Dusty says this on the text line. Throw the players off as well because they're hearing one voice exactly keeping them in line, telling them what to do, and and, you know calming them down, keeping them in the in the right state of mind in in stressful situations, and then in the blink of an eye, it switches to another one. And I'm not saying that the head coach doesn't have the right to to take control, but if you're allowing your offensive coordinator to coordinate, you don't want to jump in there and immediately take control. Instead, you you Probably, and again, as we said, we're not head coaches. We don't understand this. We, we've never done this at a high level, but you would think that you we would be able to go in there, talk with your offensive coordinator. Even if it's on, if it's on the sideline, you're talking to the players. You're both talking to them, and you're, you're bouncing ideas off of each other as opposed to just pushing him to the side and showing your team that in a stressful situation, you have no faith in your offensive coordinator. Dusty says this on the text line. Uh, we got about a minute left here. Wow, you're underestimating the Big Ten West. If it's so easy and we go 3-9, and nine, why should you keep your head coach? That's, that's a great question. It's very valid. And here's this, though. In, in the Big Ten West, you need to win six, maybe seven games to be right near the top. In the Big Ten East, you need eight wins. If not, you need to go 9-0 and undefeated. Um, in other conferences... Uh, in the Big Ten East, if you lose a game, you're not winning. Yeah, in other conferences, the SEC East, you need eight wins. In the SEC West, you need nine wins. In the Pac-12, you need eight wins in the Pac-12 North. You need eight or nine in the Pac-12 South with Utah and USC. In, in the grand scheme of college football, the Big Ten West, with teams like Purdue and Indiana, or excuse me, Purdue and Illinois, Nebraska, even and Northwestern, you should be able to win. And Nebraska has the talent; they just need to put it together on the field. That'll do it for us today. Water coolers next. See you guys later. Adios. <laughs>